another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me instead of Matt Dudek, who you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt, is a couple of people actually ran into an indie. Um, first of all, uh, Kyle Rossi's here. I am here. And Kyle, you can find at Kyle HZRT. <laughs> Just kind of because I can't I can't spell. You got yeah on the on the Twitter box Kyle HDRD Horizon Roundtable. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, I, it, 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 yes. Tell no one I've been doing this for years. Um, also, um, have Blake Schumacher here. He's been uh, he's been writing uh, right state to for us this season, and seemed only appropriate we'd be he'd be uh, on this particular podcast as well for obvious reasons. Yep, here to talk about everything Raiders and hopefully give some insight on what this upcoming uh, bracket's going to look like. Yes. So, Blake Schumacher, you can find on Twitter at bschumacherrt. Which you have to put the, you have the RT at the end because there's some rando named B. Schumacher and I have no idea who is. Um, they I, never noticed that I did that to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did attempt to get just B. Schumacher by itself. And, oh, uh, you, you would have had work. to get in that in like 2008. There's, there's no I, way you would have been able to get it. Yeah, I guess so. I, I was clearly not on the ball. We need this whole time. <laughs> All right, so we're doing this. Yeah, um, so we're doing this on Sunday evening, which means all of the selections are come out with the noted exception of all of the third tier, uh, the WNIT. And a couple of the third tier things, which we'll talk about a little later. But obviously the main story is the NCAA tournament. Um, obviously, Kyle, I have you on you know, talking about IUPUI on the women's side. And Blake, I obviously have you talking about Wright State on the men's side. And let's start with the men first. Uh, Wright State, um, they are a 16 seed. This is probably the lowest seed that the Horizon League has ever been, ever, period. In fact, I know it, it is. Um, not only are they a 16 seed, um, Bright State has to play a playing game. The good news is it's in Dayton. The bad news is they have to play in a playing game. I I would be more upset about the playing game if we weren't a four seed and we didn't go two and seven in our non-conference. We're actually going up against a similar team that went like blank and seven in their non-conference schedule. Like I think it's three and seven. And even then, they don't really have as impressive of a win as we do against NC State. Not saying that Bryant isn't a force to be reckoned with, but we do have like that one little edge there. Uh, you know, in terms of players, which we can break down here in a second. So, um, yeah. So so let's talk about Bryant for a minute, because the only because the one name that if you haven't heard of, the, if you haven't heard of Peter Kiss yet from Bryant, you should. Uh, Peter Kiss, the the Rutgers transfer, I might add. Um, guy averaged 25 points a game. Phenomenal player. Just came I mean, into the NEC and wrecked shop. <laughs> exactly. Well, if you're going to wreck shop anywhere, it's going to be the NEC. <laughs> right. But there's another familiar name there, Blake, um, on the on the Bryant roster. Um, he may not be – he – yeah, he's definitely familiar to uh, Northern Kentucky fans. I know that much. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's a dual Eldadib. 
Wow, you de- weren't even close. Way to go, John I didn't Volta. think so. I didn't have it in front <laughs> Adam of me. Adam Alita. <laughs> Tell me about it. But um, You totally Adina menzel that thing, man. That looks so bad. Adele Dazeem. <laughs> it's so I, bad. I totally, totally didn't have it in front of me. But I, I, I know the player. Uh, remember them from Breaking Our Hearts uh, back in 2019. And uh, similarly, 2020. Uh, but... You know, uh, that just means that for NKU player to beat, really. So, so yeah. So the obviously, if you don't, if you, the story on Adam Elite, of course, is that you have a situation where um, he was one of those guys who had the extra year and decided to go somewhere else, and that somewhere else was Bryant. And with Northern Kentucky sitting home, I guess he chose wisely because he's playing again. He has to play in Dayton, close to Wright State, for the playing game. But you know, I gotta be honest. So that's gonna be a tough matchup. That's gonna be super tough. Especially, that's definitely gonna be especially hard. if Peter Kiss. Oh yeah, the the key to that game is e- each team has three standouts mm-hmm. that can really just get the ball moving and uh, just absolutely dominate the floor. Oh yeah. If any one of those, including Peter Kiss, who I imagine this this might be a little bit odd, but I imagine that he gets paired defensively with Tanner Holden. Um, if if either of the two of them start going off, and that's where the game is going to lie, is whoever can really start momentum and keep it going. That would be my guess. I mean, that's going to be yeah, and man, that's. Uh... Yeah, he, yeah, I think because of the, you know, the size matchup, I think uh, him and, uh, yeah, I think Holden and Kissel definitely. What's ironic, of course, is that, you know, you're going to have to match up, you know, match up with Adam Elite again. I think these guys know who he is, though, so <laughs> they at least have that going for him. It won't be unfamiliar, at least. <laughs> definitely not unfamiliar territory, but it is no less foreboding. Because um, you got another guy over there, Charlie Pride, who averages 18 a game too. So, so essentially, what Wright State's going to have to do is they're going to have to get their guy, they're they're going to have to get their uh, their guards going, and I, they're definitely going to have to, they're going to definitely have to, you know, win out essentially. Yep, definitely, and um, you know, maintaining. Peter Kiss and making sure that he doesn't do too much is probably going to be the key for Wright State. For Bryant, the key is probably going to have to be uh, somehow managing Grant Masilli versus Tanner Holden because Tanner Holden is going to be able to get past most of their uh, team regardless. But if they can manage to keep Wright State out of the paint in particular, they are going to have a much better time because Basili is Basili is probably the worst matchup for the uh nec champion well yeah what i've been seeing from them like what little clips i had seen well yeah from... so here's the thing they actually don't have a guy over six eight on their squad in fact yeah. their their leading their leading rebounder is charles pride who's six four <laughs> right so if you say so if you uh, what i what i'd be interested in seeing with Wright state because i know they have been running the starting five that includes aj braun i'm a little i i i'm wondering if they're not they don't switch out they don't switch out braun with with keaton norris on this end 
I, I'm I'm interested in seeing that that being the case. Yeah, if I'm Nagy, I'm probably playing the same game plan as I did with NC State, where I just push the paint as hard as possible. And you know, you've got Trey Calvin and Tanner Holden that can do them that can do that all on their own. But if they have the ability to pass inside to either of the two of them, then that game is going to get out of control for Wright State. Yeah. The key, of course, is they got they got to fit. Well, they can either figure they can either contain they can either try to contain Peter Kiss or they uh, they got to make a, someone else beat them. Essentially, yep, for sure. Which ironically, one of those people could be Adam Alita. Also, for sure. I'm hoping that you know he's not talking too much about Wright State's game plan is going to be in the locker room. Yeah, because NKU, what do you I mean, know? if we're being honest, I mean, they kind of, well, I mean, to be fair, he hasn't, to be fair, he hasn't seen either, he really hasn't seen AJ Brown or Keaton Norris, so he can't plan for everyone. Very true, but AJ Brown does play similarly to Loudon, and Keaton Norris does play similarly to Cole Gentry, so if he knew those two, then he knows how they play. True, true indeed. Um, I guess we'll find out soon enough. And of course, you know, the winner of that game gets, uh, this is the part I love about the NCAA. I'm like, so, so the playing game winner of this particular matchup gets to go play the number one seed, Arizona, and they get to do it in San Diego. So, right. So whoever wins this playing game, on Wednesday night, has to get on a plane and go to San Diego to play on Friday. Who the hell thought that was a good idea? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what the heck? That doesn't I guess make any sense to me at all. If you think about it, uh, who's the who's the first four in the West? Is that Notre Dame and Rutgers? Notre Dame and Rutgers. That's right. Then, and uh, and then they have to do the exact same and then thing. Indiana and then Indiana and Wyoming. So right. wait, no, I think Indiana and Wyoming are the uh, are the Tuesday games that they don't have to do anything till Thursday. That's right. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of rough that we we would have to travel all the way out to San Diego if it was us or Brian. That's a one hell of a time change for sure. But. Uh, I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles when you're in the madness. I guess. Seems stupid to me, but, you know. I also, so the other thing that kind of gives me a case of the sads is the fact that, that they have they have Wright State in a playing game and they have Norfolk State not in a playing game, basically saying that the NCAA pretty much intimating that, um, sorry, Horizon League, you suck worse than the MEAC this year. I don't know. That's what it looks like to me, but it's whatever. <laughs> it certainly looks like it, but we we gotta always look at the silver lining. Uh, you know, Wright State wins, Wright State gets more money. That is uh, true. So so, and that is the funny part about these first four games. That's why I'm not really as downtrodden about this idea of these first four games. But the fact that you get money if you win a first four game. Regardless of whether or not you actually win another game ever again, which, you know, in the history of the NCAA tournament since they've got expanded to 64, let's be perfectly honest, it's only happened one time. Right. <laughs> the, odds are, the odds are ever in your ever against you to do that again. I'll but. always remember UMBC in my heart. 
Everybody will. Yeah. Nick Lawrenson will never let us forget it. That's why. Absolutely. So, I, it certainly replays in my head every time that a 16 seed goes up against a one. I, I know what our fate's probably going to end up being, but sure. You know, ever since they won, there's really that slim chance. Um, that really, really slim chance. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, but we we gotta have a conversation. But I, I think the big issue here is that we have gotten to a point where the Horizon League is now a 16 seed. I mean, um, where where are we at here? I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of arguments about how that can be remedied. Here's a way to remedy it: don't suck in the non-conference. Yeah, that's really just what it boils down to. We we didn't have. It's not about. It's not games. about. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they're, they're that team should have won, right? I yeah. I could pull up everybody's schedule and go, why didn't you win this? Why didn't you win this? Oh, yeah. For Wright State, I could point at you know James Madison and George Washington and go, why didn't you win these two? Mm-hmm. Uh, out of all of them, you could have beaten these two teams. And like I could have also said that about Long Beach State, which that comeback was rough, but they ended up winning their conference, if I remember correctly. Uh, so I, I'm not going to harp on them too much for that, but it, it's just, I, I guess it's just got to be, we just got to describe this as a down year. There was really I mean, no good. It, that's the problem. It's like, it's been like multiple down years. I mean, last year was a 15 seed. It's just gotten precipitous. The last couple of years have been 15 seeds and it's just gotten precipitously worse since then. And I don't really quite can't put my fingers on it. Like, okay. Are you guys going to get around to doing better or nah? Right. And it doesn't I, seem like it. Seems like we are not in anywhere close to that. So that's fun. Anyway. I feel like one of the things that we should uh, think about when we talk about the fact that the horizon's going down the tubes is the fact that the transfer portal definitely had an effect on these teams. I see. Um, you know, with the new transfer rules, happening with those it it's almost a it's almost a get out of jail free card if you end up in horizon and you probably should be playing better than you are yeah so let's take for example malachi smith who's at chattanooga right now and has a 13 seed not the yeah incidentally not the malachi yeah incidentally not yeah. The malachi smith guy made that mistake earlier almost made that mistake earlier in the season not the malachi smith that's at dayton the malachi smith that's at chattanooga who incidentally is a 13 seed in the same bracket as Wright State. Yep. Went over to uh, that conference. Absolutely dominated shop coming out of a fret coming out of being recruited by Nagy as a freshman. And, you know, while I'm not saying that uh, his transfer definitely attributed to like the fall of the horizon or whatever, it certainly is a factor. If you have some, uh, opportunities that you can afford yourself now with the transfer portal being more open, then why wouldn't you go ahead and make that shot? Yeah, very true. And he made it. He made it work for him. So there you go. He definitely made it work for him. Good for him. <laughs> right. Yep, definitely. So all right. So I want to switch over to the women and talk about IUPUI, who has a 13 seed. I'm not sure that their opponent Oklahoma's going to be happy that they're playing them just kind of throwing that out there yeah I mean that's you know if you talk about a team that that nobody necessarily wanted to see as you know a top 
five seed would be IUPUI. I mean, you know, everyone already knows it, opening game of the year. They take Michigan to overtime. Probably should have won that game, actually, and then did win the game to close the non-conference, you know, at Iowa. Who by, by Iowa, who, by the way, is a two seed. Iowa won the Big Ten tournament. Kaylin Clark is, I don't think she'll win player of the year, but she's definitely one of the final candidates, top three type player. Uh, that's uh, the full hype train on them hadn't quite got rolling yet when uh, IUPUI beat them, but uh, man, that's that's that win looks better and better every day. So uh, we'll see. It'll be tough for IUPUI, I think, because you know going down to Norman, obviously, but they, you know they had ESPN bracketology had been hammering this whole thing. You know that they they were going to Bloomington with uh, Indiana as the fourth seed and uh, Notre Dame as the fifth seed and IUPUI as the 12th seed. So you'd have this whole like Hoosier throwdown in Bloomington, possible, you know, interest system matchup in the second round. It was really, you know, heady stuff that I think Jaguars fans probably were pretty excited about. And then they end up getting shipped off to Norman, which for what I think is a really tough matchup for them. I haven't obviously had a chance to fully look into Oklahoma just yet, but they, they seem like a team that likes to play fast and IUPUI is very much a half court type team. So, uh, uh, they, I mean, you know, they have the horsepower to get it done against a lot of people, no doubt, but I mean, that's maybe not necessarily the matchup they want. We'll see though. No, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, that that's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. If you, it's funny because we talk about We talk about the struggles on the men's side and then on the women's side, we have IUPUI that, you know, if we're being honest, you don't want to play them like even a little bit. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I mean, even if you're a top seed, you're probably a little, uh, a little, uh, apprehensive looking at they you, Iowa. So many, I mean, you know, Macy Williams is obviously your headliner, uh, four time player that she's can't remember the exact stat. She's like the third player in history to be a four-time player of the year in their conference. So she's your headliner, but they have just gotten Rachel, Rachel McLemore's phenomenal shooter, phenomenal defender. Uh, Destiny Perkins plays point for them. Kind of makes the whole thing go, you know, they had Rachel Kent and uh, Madison Wise's transfers. You know, Madison Wise was a, a rotation player on a tournament Iowa state team. And she's, a very much a secondary player for them. So that kind of tells you where they're at a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so do we know anything about Oklahoma, by the way? I, 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 think um, I literally just started looking at them while you guys were talking earlier. I don't well, get with the pro- well, fine. While you're, while you're looking up what Oklahoma is all about, I want to talk about the fact that Cleveland state is going to be so, so we do have uh, participants in both the NIT and the WNIT. I want to talk about the NIT first. Um, so impressively, Cleveland state did not get a seven seed. They're the ace did not get an AC. They get a seven seed. The bad news is they got to go play Xavier. Um, which is ironic because, because Dennis Gates, name and Xavier's assistant, Jonah Hayes, name were floated as na- possible names for the, for the Georgia job that Mike white from Florida just took. Came Oops. out of nowhere with that one. Um, you know what? I'm not really surprised because I think uh, there was uh, I there was a couple of rumblings that Mike White might want to see seek life elsewhere. The key is though, it sounded like it looked like he was going to be heading towards Mississippi State instead, but clearly that's not what happened. So, all right, but 
you know, you're not out of the woods yet, Cleveland State fans. There's like at least four other SEC teams that need coaches, so sweat it out for a while. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know, it's funny because year. after last year, you know, because I was very, I was like a bundle of nerves, but it's like this year, I'm like, okay, we're going to hear this again and again and again and again. So that's fun. So yeah, so we got, so we got Xavier, um, who is the, yeah, Xavier, man, I, there, there are a lot of people who had Xavier as a bubble team and man, it didn't even work. It didn't even come remotely close to working out for them. Because they weren't even the first one of the first four out. I thought really for sure, honestly, I thought it was it looked like for sure that uh, Cleveland State was going to have to play Dayton, which would have caused a lot of interesting situations considering the first four is in Dayton, and that possibly could have meant that they'd have been in Cleveland. But that's clearly not happening now. So, so yeah, the matchups really good though. It kind of is, yeah. I mean, man, I don't, I don't know about the middle, but yeah, by as far as the, I mean, as far as the, you know, the guard play. But the problem, the thing that we, but man, I, if I I look at kind of what's happened with Cleveland State the last couple of weeks in the into the last few weeks in the in the season, in, up to and including uh, their loss to to Wright State where Bright Wright State was pretty much in control nearly the entire time. And man, the what I saw is is it just hasn't been great for them down the stretch. I don't know what happened, but yeah. What's ironic is it's like, man. So I guess the guy they gotta work. So and, and the other thing too, it's funny when you look at Xavier too, and this is kind of funny because Cleveland State has the same exact thing going on where they have like all these guys who average double digits and, and Xavier is the same way. They got five guys who average double digits. So I think that's going to be a big one. I think that's going to be a thing. Although they see here's, but the big issue that, that Cleveland state is going to have, I mean, the guards match up very well, but Xavier's got their big man, Jack Nunge. He's a seven footer. Um, Yeah. He's he's pretty he is their leading scorer, which makes sense. Um, yeah, I I'm not looking forward to seeing him. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but by and large, everybody else. I mean, like you know, Paul Scruggs is kind of in in that Tory Patton kind of you know range, you know, size range. So you know that he matches up pretty well, and so does Colby Jones and. You know, so you know th- those those guys all pretty much match up pretty. well. I mean, yeah, by and large, they're 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 five. You know, match up pretty well. I think again, the big issue they're going to have is the big guys because they got Zach Fremantle, who's a six nine guy, and then they got that Jack Nunge guy who's a seven footer. And as much as I want to put out a breakout seven foot two, uh, uh, Mabor Majak on him, I don't think Mabor Majak is ready for him yet. <laughs> Maybe next um- year. Now just put the best player on their team, Marambo, on him. There you go. Oh man, we we need more Mar- we need more Anderson Marambo. I'm looking forward to seeing more Andy, next year. That guy, that guy, that guy is the Bartolo Colon of the Horizon. Like I love that guy. Absolutely, he's so fun. I know exactly. I, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him next year. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's basically um, so that's what Cleveland State has to look forward to in the NIT. 
And then, so so Kyle Wild was talking about Cleveland State. No, by the way, yeah, and by like way, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure Dennis Gates is going to get rumored to be tied to a million different jobs in the next three in the in the next month, without a doubt, mostly SEC jobs. Um, bear with us, Cleveland State fans. I think I think he'll weather the storm again this year. <laughs> so so Kyle, what did you find out about Oklahoma? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's like, like I said, they're, they're a fast team. They're I'm kind of looking at their stats right now. They are, you know, where's where that at there? They are second in the entire nation in possessions per 40, 81.6. They're fifth in assists. They share the ball well. So I think, you know, I think back to that, the, uh, the Horizon League championship game, uh, when Cleveland state came back on IUPUI and what they did well, you know, they forced them to play a little bit faster they, you know, turn them over. IUPUI takes fantastic care of the ball. So I think that's where it plays out. We're a team that likes to play fast. If you shoot the ball well and you don't turn the ball over, you don't usually get to play very fast. And that's, I think, going to be the key to the game right there. If uh, Oklahoma can start to uh, run up and down the court on them. I don't I don't think IUPUI keeps up with that very well. But if IUPUI does what they do very well, that's just how it's going to go. And, you know, Oklahoma, they have got the three players averaging over 17 points a game here uh, with uh, where's that at Taylor Robertson, uh, Maddie Williams, Anna Lanusa. Um, so it's, it's a tough matchup. It really is. And I think uh, I know, I know all the Jags fans would have rather have gone down to Bloomington and gone into a grudge match against Notre Dame or Indiana, but it is what it is. And IPY is a lower seed. I think they, you know, I don't know how much of a chance I would have given Wright State last year, obviously, before they played our Arkansas and they won that game pretty soundly, I think. But so I'm not counting IUPUI out. I just think it's a tough, less than ideal matchup for them. But it is IUPUI and they they've been playing angry. So I don't know. I think I like their chances. They had, you know, I went when I went down there to see uh, the Cleveland State play at the in the jungle. They they jumped. Uh, Rachel Kent hit about a billion threes in the first couple minutes of the game, and they just jumped all over them. And I, they didn't do a, a formal post game there, but I heard Austin Parkinson interviewing with uh, one of the local guys there, and he just said that this team was motivated to play. They took that that COVID forfeit that they had early in the season against Cleveland State and used it as motivation for that game, sure. which. I, they, they those those COVID forfeits they really took personally for whatever reason. <laughs> now I know that now that's the other thing about the COVID, the thing with the COVID forfeit. And this, I, I guess this is the question that we need to be asking is that okay we understand they don't no you're not supposed to take those into consideration but did the NCA do that here I mean because they see you know really realistically IEPUI could have been a 12 seed here I doubt it because those those forfeits aren't counted on any yeah. of the records for net and all that kind of stuff. So I, I really doubt that they considered it as it, as it turned out, obviously they were co-regular season champions would have won it outright without the forfeits, but I don't think they care about that too much. Won the tournament, obviously uh, I didn't end up hurting them, but they were, I mean, the, the thing about them is man, they just, they, they get angry about anything. And when they're angry, they, they play well angry. So we'll, we'll see what that means for uh, Oklahoma, but it's, they, that team's been on a mission for a couple of years now. I mean, they won the tournament in 2020 and didn't get to use their bid because of COVID uh, last year. 
had the best winning percentage in the conference last year, but the formula, they missed a bunch of games and the formula bumped them down. I think they were the fifth seed going in. They ended up making it to the championship game, but lost to Wright state. But you have to think being a lower seed, it's a little bit more of a grind to get there. You just never know how that plays out in an alternate world. So, uh, yeah, it's been kind of a, a two-year mission for them, and they're finally in the tournament. They're finally going to get to play in the tournament. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what First happens. time in the tournament, too, by the way. Yeah, first first time in the tournament, yeah. Second time officially qualifying, first time they'll actually play in it. Um, so by the way, while we were, by the way, while we were, while we were in the process of recording this, uh, the WNIT actually broke out its, uh, its selections. Cleveland state was not on there, but green Bay and by virtue of the automatic qualifier, Youngstown state were right. Little surprised. Uh, I mean, I I mean, I I say a little surprised, but I'm not really surprised because, you know, green Bay was the, uh, was the higher seed. Although Cleveland State did beat the crap out of them in the tournament. Yeah, it's it's tough because I think, you know, Cleveland State, it's they didn't play the best schedule this year. I think we can put that out in the open. Their highest ranked uh, out of conference win was uh, St. Bonaventure and they were like 227 or something like that. You know, they, you know, they played loyal and lost to them. Um, I didn't even check to see if Loyola made it or not, but. Um, they, you know, they came on in the, in the uh, league, they beat, you know, very strong Northern Kentucky team. They beat them three times. That's probably their, you know, their Loyola did not, by the way, did they? Okay. They did not. I know they were campaigning a little bit for it on Twitter there. I know if Cleveland state had made it and they didn't, they probably would have been a little bit rightfully upset about that, but, uh, Okay. Yeah. So they beat, they beat Northern Kentucky and then they thrashed green Bay in that semifinal and gave IUP a pretty IUPUI a pretty nice run in the final, but yeah, it's tough. Cause green Bay, you know, they go back, they, they beat IUPUI at the crest in the regular slate late in the regular season. Uh, they had, a an MTE in Vegas over Thanksgiving. They beat Oklahoma state who, you know, the Cowboys, finished nine and 20 or something like that, but they were still like 83rd net. So it was still helping their ranking. Um, incidentally, it's a rivalry game and you don't want to read too much into it, but the last time Oklahoma state played Oklahoma, it was a three point ball game. So if you believe in the, the transitive property and you really shouldn't, that's just, you know what we do here. here. All right. Just for the purposes of the tournament, we do damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, so from the Cleveland state point of view, I, you know, I get being upset about it because those games at the end are supposed to matter. But at the same time, green Bay did have a couple really, really nice wins. They were second in the rising league and most of the major ranking systems throughout the season. So, you know, Cleveland state, they were the one projection site that I kept looking at, had them as the very, very last team in the WNIT. Uh, I know, you know, I was talking with uh, Chris Kilsmeyer throughout the week. Uh, they were definitely in touch, checking on their willingness to fly somewhere and things like that. So they were very, very close to getting in. But just, I mean, when you're the last team in, there's a decent chance to be the first team out too. So what are we looking like? What are we looking at here? Another trip to the WBI? And, WBI I believe, then? I believe they are signed for the WBI. I'm still waiting on official confirmation of that one. Double checking tweet deck, and up. No, they're still not posted. So, uh, but yeah, I do believe they will be headed to the uh, WBI this weekend. Then. Well, one team that I that did get another tournament is uh, Purdue Fort Wayne. They're going to be down in. They're going down to Daytona, and they're going to be in the CBI. 
which is awesome, except for two, one small problem. We won't be able to hear them. We won't be able to see them because the first, their first two rounds of the CBI are on Flow Sports. Oof. Boo! Flow Sports. <laughs> yeah. Now, if, if for anybody who's just listening to us, and by the way, thank you all for listening. Um, the Horizon Roundtable is not a fan of Flow Sports, mostly <laughs> because of the fact that uh, if you want to what listen to one game, I think you have to spend thirty dollars on it. And I'm like, dude, I don't even spend, but I don't even spend that kind of money on like pay per views. Why would I do that for a single basketball game? We're going to have to find somebody who has this and just rip them off. So not, not Horizon League or not even basketball related, but uh, I spent a season doing uh, social media for Niagara's hockey team and their games were all on flow. And it was I literally quit like half because of that, because of flow it was just brutal. <laughs> I, I, as I understand it, their 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 production quality is not not great. Yeah, not not the best. So but but. Needless, but not needless to say. Um, oh, and by the way, um, yes. Yeah, so Purdue Fort Wayne will be playing. They're playing on Saturday in the first round. They'll be playing Drake. Drake. So hmm. um, looks like we're going to be listening to the radio call on that one because there's no way in hell I'm getting flow. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, the Cleveland yeah, I State- might have flow. I'll, I'm willing to hand out my password if I still have it. I can't remember. By the way, uh, the Cleveland State Xavier game as well. I forgot to mention this as well. Um, that game is a nine o'clock game, ESPNU Centa Center. So you already have those times and dates for those games. Um, they didn't say what exact time it was going to be on the 19th for Drake with uh, Fort Wayne, but I'm sure we can come to our own conclusions there. Probably. <laughs> um. But, of course, they are not the only teams that are going to be playing postseason. We have Youngstown State. Um, we kind of knew that we had a feeling that Youngstown State was going to be playing um, either in the CBI or the CIT. I'm sorry, the basketball classic presented by Eracism. Yes, <laughs> that whole damn thing. And, by the way, you have to put that whole entire term in the Google or you're never going to find them. The former College Insider Tournament is now the Basketball Classic presented by Eracism. That's it. Um, by the way, um, by the way, you know, um, I, I should point out the. By the way, I should point out the CBI's uh, title sponsor is Roman. You looked that one up on your own. I'm not. Oh, no. I'm, we're you, not gonna have, you're, you're, you're joking, Bob, right? I am not. I, not. I, oh. I wish I was, but I am not. Um, yeah, that you makes guys go good. <laughs> you know what? I got through the entire tournament without saying a damn word about keeps on it publicly. I'm going to keep it that way, but uh, yes, yeah, apparently, but, but you know what? I'm going to make fun of Roman here, even though, you know, I may be, you know, burning a potential sponsor for the podcast. Although let's be honest. Why, why, why? <laughs> yes. If you, you've seen the commercials, you know what I'm talking about. And, you you regret knowing that, so just I'll just leave that to you. If you need them, I got you. Know, Godspeed, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna get away from that for a minute. <laughs> so, oh my God, yeah. So that's fun. Anyway, so 
so we do have so as far as we know there will be at least two teams in the okay oh it will be a noon game for Purdue Fort Wayne against Drake and by the way apparently they've got the everybody seated one through 16 for whatever reason Drake is the one seed in Purdue Fort Wayne this is is a 16th seed did somebody think that through at all I don't I know certainly about foresee Purdue playing better than that. Yeah, I do too. So I don't, I don't know what the story is with the seeding is. Yes. So so now we gotta hope and hope they get through the get through to the semifinals, or we'll never be able to see them. Or we'll have to rip off a Kyle's flow uh, flow account if he still has it. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. But yeah, so so anyway, I was I was talking about the uh, the basketball classic presented by racism, and yeah, man, dude, I don't know. Okay, so so we know that um, as I mentioned before, I know that uh, that uh, Youngstown State has been there. There has been um, some talk as to, it, it looked like they were going to be in a postseason. Um, even after they got eliminated, it was pretty clear that you know they were angling towards a postseason. Um, which makes sense because two years ago, uh, Youngstown State was supposed to host a CIT game. But obviously, the pandemic basically wiped everything away, so they couldn't do that. Uh, fast forward to 2022, they are back in the CIT, which is now the Basketball Classic presented by Racism. Uh, we, have not, we do not know who their opponent is going to be. I would not be surprised if they're hosting it, but we don't know yet for sure. There is one other team that I'm that I I guess is going to be playing in the CIT, but for the life of me, I don't know why. And that would be Detroit Mercy. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, so Detroit Mercy's 14 and 15, but somehow they're they're going to be going to the CIT, where no other team, and they're all mid majors, by the way, who is sub 500 is going. Okay. Somebody at Detroit Mercy has money that they like yeah, to burn. Come on, write a check there, me thinks. <laughs> I mean, good luck. Enjoy. I mean, I guess. I mean, or, hey, I'd love to see Antoine in another game. <laughs> I was going to say, or somebody just wants to see Antoine some more. Like maybe some I mean, NBA scout was like. You know yeah, what? Is that is that really a bad thing, though? I mean, oh, Antoine Davis, by the way, by Antoine Davis, by the way, is the uh, – as I, I think I mentioned this in last episode, Antoine Davis is the uh, is now second all time in Horizon League scoring behind uh, behind Al Frederick Hughes. He passed uh, Byron Larkin from Xavier uh, during the tournament, so he's and allegedly, I guess there are also some rumblings that we may see Antoine for another year, possibly, but we are definitely going to see him in the CIT. Or the basketball classic presented by racism. It makes me, yeah. That doesn't even sound like racism. Sounds like a, you know, you know what? Racism, their own, their own anti-racism initiative. <laughs> it is, and tell me um, you couldn't rec- sponsorship money without telling me, right? <laughs> I mean, well, the like, so, and I haven't. Maybe it's because I don't follow College Insider, the College Insider Twitter account, but I don't hear a lot about this, like a lot. 
So it's like, okay, so it's a thing here, but it hasn't been a thing all season. I mean, it probably was a thing all season, but I mean, is it enough thing? Is it enough to, you know, put your, put it, tack it to your, you know, the newfangled name? I don't know. Just, you know, I don't know what was wrong with, what was wrong with CIT exactly? They're, they're, they're the kings of self retweeting and all that kind of stuff. So I, <laughs> I don't really understand. That's why I don't follow them because basically their entire thing is we're going to tweet images uh we tweet images of teams with by the way no alternate text which by the way for you know for the here for the sure yeah yeah so that that's stupid and then half the time they put somebody else who isn't the person they're talking about in the damn tweet (laughs) on the on the thing they just have like the picture of their guy with the words that could very well go in a tweet on a graphic next to them yeah, and exactly. then they'll put they'll put a link to somebody's game notes or something, and I'm like, what what is the point of all of this? It's so freaking weird. I know it is. It's totally weird. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah, I can live with that. Hey, hey, my you thing. know what? You know what? At least they're on ESPN Plus. At least we don't have to go to like Flow to figure out their uh, you know what the games are. <laughs> At least we have ESPN Plus. Now the the thing with the C I the damn it I did, see I did it again. The thing with the basketball classic is they have their their formatting has been so goofy over how many years it's been so goofy over the past few years it's not even funny so it's like okay that doesn't make any sense next I mean it really doesn't but what do I know so yeah so that's basically it and by the way let's see here yeah I. Yeah, but I guess we won't know any. Whoever, I guess they they won't have like a final thing for the basketball classic, unless we figure it. I mean, maybe collegeinsider.com has something, but I doubt it. I mean, they could. It would be helpful if they did. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yes. You would think. I would, I would think, but you know, no, 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 no. Although they have a nice, uh, Blake, they do have a nice story on Malachi Smith being mid-major player, a mid-major player of the year candidate. That's good. He deserves that. That is well, clearly, yeah. So, yeah, I don't even know what any of the, yeah, they don't even have this on here anymore. Basically, the, uh, yeah, basically their their tournament thing, their tournament. Yeah, so I guess they, I don't know if they just kind of washed their hands of it or I don't know what they did. It's so weird. I guess I don't care. All I know is that all I know is that Youngstown State is definitely going to be playing in this thing, and it looks like so is uh, so is Detroit Mercy, which actually leaves uh, Northern Kentucky, who no idea if they're going to be doing anything as of as of this recording. As of this recording, Northern Kentucky isn't going anywhere, and they're gone. I don't know. And their season is done. That's what I think it is. I don't know. I guess we'll I guess we'll find out soon enough, hopefully. I really would like that. Cause and I really do think, you know, I, I do think that Northern Kentucky, it would be nice if Northern Kentucky was in a postseason tournament, especially the way they played last uh, you know, during the conference season. But I mean if they don't do it, they don't do it. What are you gonna do? So Right. 
Anyway, since uh, since the basketball classic hasn't posted their stuff up yet, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and close out this. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and close out this uh, this episode. Uh, Kyle Blake, thank you both for for jumping on in. No problem. Thank you, Bob. No problem uh, at all. So next week we'll uh, next week uh, I I promise it'll be Matt with us again next week next week and we'll talk a little bit about um what has what has transpired and by the way Oakland is absolutely not going to a postseason tournament we know that for sure um so next week we'll talk about uh, kind of what went down in the postseason um until then HorizonRoundtable.com you can pull us up on your uh yeah you can pull us up on the web um, we got all our content there Kyle Blake they write bunches of stuff all the time which is awesome our seat right our our senior track our, our our horizon league men's senior tracker is up kyle if you want to do something like that knock yourself out i'm not holding right. to it we'll figure it out i mean there's a lot of <laughs> see if it, oakland has anybody left that if right state has anybody left they're all both getting annihilated by the portal right now but uh, very yeah. interesting yes so um i'm sure you got Sure, we can talk about on that. some other time, but a lot, a lot of Oakland parents are liking that tweet I threw out there about Oakland's coaching situation. So uh, <laughs> that is yeah. quite a thing. Yes. So yeah, horizonroundtable.com um, content past episodes. You can pull us up uh, wherever podcasts are found. And of course you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week. We'll have postseason stuff until then. Thank you all for listening.